What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Mustard Seed. I'm Ryan. I'm Josh. Join us on our journey. Honestly, I had to like consciously say I'm not Andrew. I am Ryan. <laughs> just to get the intro right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's just just you and I today. Mm-hmm. We're missing Andrew. Um, yeah, little bugs going around. Right yeah, there. yeah, that's never but fun. To be honest, I I had one maybe three days ago, and it was probably just like a 24 hour thing. Just oh, like a gut, you know. It's the worst. No fun. Yeah, I hate that stuff. Yeah, especially when it's in a. Uh, within a family and like yeah. you're seeing everyone else get sick and yeah, you're just, just waiting, waiting for it, for it to, to happen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. I feel like I'm usually the last person in the house to get it. It's always John. John is always the first person to get sick every single time. And then from there it's Grace and then Eli and then usually Claire gets it. And then I'll see, I guess yeah. she gets it. So actually the last time that we all got sick, I was first and it was right before mm-hmm. Elliot's um, baptism. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being absolutely like I couldn't eat anything for like, four days and then it hit v right afterwards and then it hit elliot (laughs) it's just like the worst it's just so bad no fun no fun fun at all and then you always have to be whenever that starts to happen i always get really cautious about what foods i'm eating yeah because i don't want to ruin that food (laughs) yeah exactly what's the well the brat diet right is what you're supposed to have when when things are what's that yeah what's so it's like it's like brown rice or no bananas, rice, apples, and toast. That's it's it. Like the that's like if your stomach's upset, that's what you eat. I can see that making sense. Yeah, yeah, that sounds easy enough. Yeah, good but to know. Yeah. I'm gonna have to write that down yeah, so I remember brat, next time. The brat, brat diet. The yeah. brat diet. Well, speaking <laughs> of food, so we got a little. Uh, so we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna change it up a little bit. We're gonna start to do a. I don't even know what we're gonna call this. Guess uh, guessing game or something. I don't know, but. <laughs> Andrew came up with the idea. So essentially it's like we have like a topic kind of like similar when Andrew brought up like the top names mm. of the year and things like that. So it, it kind of makes sense a little bit more when there's three of us because then you and I can do right. the guessing because I'm sure Andrew would most likely come up with the topics. But he did send me one. So this one's pretty basic. So let's see if we can kind of figure this out. It's so kind of it's just like a top five quiz or it's whatever. top like, five like guessing. Kind of thing. Thing. Exactly. Guessing. So okay. this one is top five foods in the whole world. So basically, the the five most consumed foods Whoa. in the world. Okay. So if you had to guess, there's five of them. Okay. What um, would your guesses be? Sure. So it's no, it's not drinks. No drinks. No this drinks. is all food. Yep. Okay. So it's all, all food. All food. I'm gonna say number one is probably rice. Wow, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like you know all the like the Asian countries and like africa they tend to eat a lot of rice exactly right in the culture yeah that's what i was thinking too definitely and then i'm okay so that's number one for me rice yep and then i'm gonna say chicken okay that's number three number three so we got one and three let's see what else is pretty accessible potatoes no potatoes no potatoes no potatoes that's my third guess then um there are two carbs on this list and then one more i I don't know what I'd classify it, but 
I'm not too great with my food groups. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two carbs. So you got rice. Okay, well, it's a bread. One. Bread. Yes. Probably, right? Bread. Bread's number five. Pasta. Yep. Pasta's number four. Okay. Number two. So you got number two. This number is the one two. that I didn't know how to classify. I think it's a... I, I don't know where it is. I think it's a protein. It's a protein? Yes. All right. Um, gosh. Is it... It's similar in a sense where it's like, like what you said the first time with rice. Uh-huh. Similar to rice. In a sense that it can be used in so many different... Well, one, it's like a base for a lot of like baking things. Like it's included in a lot of baking ingredients. Okay. And you can use it for... It's not just like a dinner food or a lot. It's like you could pretty much have it at any time. Just eat it. Anytime. Is it like, like soy? Like soybeans? No. Or, no? I don't know. What is it? It's eggs. Oh, eggs. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Egg. chicken and eggs. Yeah, yep. of course. Like eggs are basically in every, Egg, when you no, bake something. Are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I then have like, eggs like every day. Exactly. <laughs> right? You could have it for breakfast. I didn't want to say you could have it for breakfast. I felt like right, that would give it away. Bake it. Exactly. Bake it right away. I thought that was, was like, it was one of those things that if, when I thought about it at first, I wasn't, it didn't come straight to my mind. But when mm. I'm looking at the list, I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Rice, eggs, chicken, pasta, bread. Right. So what, I got three out of five? Right? Yeah. No, you got four out of oh, five. Four out of five? The eggs were the only one that. That's right. Yeah. All right, cool. Nice. You, nailed, you nailed number one right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rice. <laughs> as basic as it can be, rice. Yeah. I actually, sticking on the foods, a little segue leading us into Lent. Mm. I actually came across this yesterday um so pretzels okay the or, the origin of pretzels um actually has like a christian origin really yes i didn't know this i i almost want to pull it up but essentially what i the learned shape of it so the whole idea is that it was connected to lent and i believe it's germany that started it okay um where for Lent, here we go. It has a deep spiritual meaning for Lent. So it's a Christian. This goes as far back as the Roman Empire. Whoa. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Wow. So the faithful kept a very strict fast throughout Lent from the, in the Roman Empire. So no milk, no butter, no cheese, no eggs, no cream, oh. no meat. So they would make, just using bread, water, flour, and salt, pretzels. Wow. So, but they would shape the pretzels the way they did, kind of to to symbol or I guess mimic crossing your arms. Because when you would pray, that's how they would like, crossing their arms like that. Exactly. So that's I guess what the pretzel. Yeah, which I don't know if I pray like that too yeah. often, but I guess in um, in, in the, Roman the times, old, olden days, exactly. <laughs> so it was a very much a food that symbolized Lent. So basically wow. for Lent, it was a lot of pretzels that were consumed. And then I'm into that. Like me some pretzels, right? Some pretzels or some salad. Uh, so now I'm going to make pretzels a part of our Lenten. There you go. Consumption. That's great. That's great. Now do yeah. you, is it like primarily like the hard pretzels or do you like, like the soft pretzels? Like where's your heart in the pretzel? Soft work? pretzels, <laughs> right? You can't go wrong with soft yeah, pretzels Love with them. a little beer cheese yeah, or, or yeah. nacho cheese. Even then like, mm-hmm. oh, they're mm-hmm. so good. Definitely. I like a little mustard too. It's good. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. Nice. I had a uh, an everything pretzel before. Ah. And it was at uh, that Blue Point Brewery yes. right down here. And I just randomly in the middle of the day, my dad was visiting and it's like 11 o'clock or so. And we just went in just to like poke our head around and they like brought us into the, the dining area and all yep. this stuff. And we ate and drank. And yeah. A, That's a cool pretzel. spot. Yeah. Yeah, it is. 
pretzels are always a classic go-to at a yeah, sit-down at a bar. Getting this yeah, mass. I always try to push for that. I <laughs> love getting the pretzel. Getting the down. pretzel. Yeah. No, it's a good choice. You can't go wrong with the pretzel. I used yeah. to, that was my go-to at school. In high school, we had we had a hot pretzel machine, mm-hmm. and then we had a, a cheese yeah, machine, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So 75 nice. cents for the pretzel and a, a quarter for the cheese. There you go. Easy. Whenever I had a dollar, I was like, that's what I'm getting. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> little indulgence. Yeah, definitely. But pretzels are good. So now they have a Lenten meaning. So here we are about a week, a week and a half into Lent. Yeah. Um, actually a week, technically, because this will be when this is yeah, released. Yeah, when this comes out, yep. yeah, it'll be a week. A week. Yep, definitely. So how's your mindset heading into Lent here? Good. Pretty good. Yeah, I've, I've it kind of took me a little while to decide what I was doing, and I hate to say it, but just kind of a couple of days ago I decided. But um, yeah, so just going in, there's, there's a lot of change happening right now in, yeah. in my household, which is good. I'm getting a new job, and there's some other things that are kind of brewing. But um, so I was just kind of really trying to focusing on like the next stage of that. So like next week I'm starting a job, and well, this week for yeah. when this comes out. Yeah. And so my longing is to really f- like focus hard on like a healthy routine and kind of getting that into the picture again. Because honestly, I haven't had like a, like a routine in a very long time, mm. very long time outside of like, you know, regular responsibilities yeah, and daily whatever's of being a, a husband and a father. But actually being like a working man again, I got to really think about that, you know, <laughs> doing the whole nine to five thing and trying to fit in workouts and all that stuff. And to, you know, rem- remind myself that I love doing that stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's kind of the goal is working towards that uh, routine and then also kind of cutting off some of the excess stuff that has been time wasters. So honestly, we I put away the PlayStation. Nice. That's always... <laughs> Which is kind of a big thing for yes. me. Because <laughs> the past couple of months, I've been getting pretty hardcore into gaming. So it's nice for me to like cut that off a bit. Because it's funny. I usually try to base my Lenten sacrifices off of like my initial responses to things. Of course. And so my wife was like, why don't you give up gaming? And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. And then you walked away like, and then oh, like I got to I was like, oh, well, that's why I probably should get rid of it then. Yeah, exactly. So just uh, last night or... Two, two nights ago, I boxed it out and put it in the basement. So, PlayStation 4. Good call. That's so, a tough uh, one to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. But um, it'll be good. It'll be good because now it's like, okay, so I can focus on the good stuff, try to be healthy, do the whole working thing, come home, be with the family, and then end the day with a book or something. You know, exactly. Spend I mean? yeah. time with the wifey. So, yeah, so that's kind of where it is. It's just kind of getting that healthy, good you know, routine going again and then just trying to cut off some excess like, like gaming. So cool. Yeah. No, I like that. I think especially within a work schedule, right? I feel like a routine is always helpful. Um, I definitely had that adjustment just recently with the new job mm-hmm. trying to figure out cause the, the hours and you're all over the are place, just nuts. So. You know, for me, it's funny. Like I almost feel like I don't even have enough time for other things mm-hmm. that it's like, because I, I did do that sort of kind of discernment of like, okay, what is the access things I could access things I can cut out? Um, but I feel like all I do is work home and sleep, work home, sleep. It's yeah, like right, just this right. routine. Um, but I realized like I did want to kind of make an effort to to have more sacrifice, like daily sacrifices. Mm, that's good. And I wanted to kind of approach Len a little differently because I always feel like I have like an idea. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people kind of have that just like you get halfway through it or you just start teetering off a little bit. And it's like, 
I was trying to figure out what it is that can create a little bit more meaning behind why I'm doing these things and what it is. So I went on to YouTube and Ascension and just trying to find some videos and they have like their whole Lenten playlist and stuff. So I found a video from like, I think it was like three years ago now at this point, um, Father Mark Mary mm-hmm. talking about Lent and the big thing with Lent, right? And for us Catholics, it's it's a fasting, prayer, and almsgiving, correct? Right? Mm-hmm. That's the three things, right? So obviously that's the root of kind of my thoughts of what I wanted to do this Lent. But Father Mark Mary was talking about starting with the idea of, of starting your day 15 minutes earlier or 20 minutes earlier to allow, you know, that 10 minutes or 15 minutes of prayer yeah, yeah. To, to let the day go, to start the day and kind of center yourself and then go. And I realized I really haven't done that in a while. Mm-hmm. Like as much as I've tried to cut out time for prayer, it's always just kind of in the middle of my day or at the end of my day or things like that. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to be giving up something this Lent, like making daily sacrifices, I feel like I will have a better mindset if I start my day reminding myself why I'm making these sacrifices. So that's kind of been my goal. So I didn't necessarily create one thing that I'm giving up, although video games for me is one of those things I'm trying to cut out as well. Um, it's really on the same thought that you had of like, where is my time being spent and where can it be spent better? Yeah. yeah. So I'm starting with this whole idea of every day, you know, making that extra effort to wake up earlier and to have myself just a little centered in prayer. And I think that will allow me, and it's working so far to see each day as like, okay, this is where my sacrifice should be, or this is what it should be type of deal. So that's kind of my goal to to keep that going. No, that's great. And I think that's a really good one because it really is a bit of a sacrifice because you're you know you're waking up a little bit earlier so you're kind of cutting into that rest time and that sleep. And I, I think that's a good that's such a great thing to give up, I think, you yeah. know, for for the Lord and for the sake of that. And then just getting that little bit of quiet in the morning like it's it's really important and it's it's nice to do. Now, when does like when does your boy wake up when, in the morning? So I'm out the door before Elliot wakes up. Oh, really? Oh yeah, I'm oh, nice. I'm out the door by like it depends the day, but yeah, I'm out. So it's really quiet then. If you wake yes. up early, it's like nice yes. and quiet. Yeah, uh, that's that's great. That's great. So that's um, yeah, that's that's awesome. I have to say, it's been a long time since I've done that, and I'm definitely gonna try to jump on that that bandwagon here coming up. But when I used to do that, <laughs> it was it's like really really nice, right? It's, you know, when you're just waking up, so a little bit of dark, a little little dark out, or, or for, for you know, seeing it, watching the sunrise, or whatever it is, and just kind of taking that time of, of quiet before the day strikes you. It's, it's you know, it is a, a great a great thing to do, just to kind of give it to the Lord, and and it just puts you in that mindset. Definitely. It's, it's, and it's, it's always such thing. a hard thing to do initially, but then afterwards I'm always like, all right, good, I'm glad I did that. Yeah, like, exactly. now I, I can yeah. go... Uh, and when you don't do it, day. you feel it. You feel it. Yeah. It kind of strikes you a bit, you know. It's Definitely. like you just wake up and, like, you're ready to go, as opposed to taking that second, taking a deep breath and exactly. preparing yourself for it. And but, isn't it funny, too, when, like, you are in a good state or you get back to being in like a good state of those things. And then you think like, wait, why did I kind of fall away from it? But you also realize how easy it is to fall away from it. Just the simple little excuses and and reasons why. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny. It's like when, when we get busier and when life gets more hectic, we tend to like take these things out. Yes. Even though they're the things that like help us, with that, those emotions, like with the stress, with the the hecticness, to really help us like give everything away. But it's funny how that stuff is. You know, it's 
the first stuff to go right? know, when, whenever stuff gets crazy. Yeah. But, but yeah. It's like, oh, I don't have enough time. I'm too busy. I don't have enough time. And, but then, like, that busyness feels busier because you're, I, when I don't give myself enough time to, like, have that prayer at the start to the day, like, it just yeah. changes the whole mindset of the day. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely, definitely. I've been, I feel like, falling into the same trends over these past few years. Because I think I've been a little bit, since COVID, I think I've been a little bit more reflective on, like, my days and my years mm. and just how things have gone. Sure. And I realize for the past two years at least, like, there's been the consistent, like, start the year off really well, right? We've done yeah. Exodus the past two years. And then, you know, start the year well. And then you hit Lent and it's like, okay, a little bit of a re-motivation to continue to stay well in within whatever it is I'm doing uh, spiritually and things like that. And then it always, I feel like that post-Lent, you're still riding that high a little bit. And then you get into the summertime and it's like, I'm going to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. the summertime. Exactly. And then like, I always find the fall is like a struggle to yeah, get back to where I was. And then you have I the was. holidays and it's like, yeah. yeah, so it's hard to It's like the constant cycle. Yeah. No, it is, yeah. You know? 100%. It totally is. That's, that's how it is in my life, too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so how do we like keep? Exactly. Like, what's, where's the balance? Because I feel like oftentimes we tend to kind of overcompensate in January or we, you know, it's kind of this constant like game of like all in or all out yeah. or whatever it is. But like, how do we stay right in the middle and, and establish those, those habits? That right. Just, that just I feel like that's the million dollar question. No, it really is. Yeah. 100%. What I love is. I forget his name. I want to say it's like St. Jose Maria Escriva or one of those people. He's the one, I might have mentioned this before on a podcast, but he said like, there's so many devotions in the church. There's so many things that you can do on a daily basis from, you know, liturgy of the hours to the, the prayers of the office to the, the rosary to divine mercy to going to mass to praying to everything. He said, just just find one thing yes, we've talked about, yeah. that you'll do, one thing that you like doing. And then just make it a part of your day and do it every day. And then you're good to go, you know? And that's the one way that can really help you. So it's like finding that one thing that, like, you're definitely going to do in all circumstances, you know, and then just turning that into a habit. And then no matter what happens, like, it's there, you know? And obviously it's tough because life changes and you go on trips and things happen in your family and all this stuff. But, but having that one thing that, like, this is, this is not going to change. Like, this is not going to move. I'm going to constantly do this. And, and it's important for us to to lean into and I think that's awesome and I think that's a great thing for us to yeah. appreciate during Lent right now yeah. it's like I want to embrace that I'm going to kind of say okay like what is that one thing then mm-hmm. and, and work on it this Lent and with the idea so I'm hoping then that this morning wake up can become like a routine yeah, you know no, and try and do definitely, that definitely definitely and I think oftentimes you know like like I just said we kind of overcompensate we put like too much in at yes. a time and then it's like not sustainable you know so like if i'm gonna say oh i'm gonna do the you know the liturgy in the hours so all day i'm gonna be constantly praying about it like sure you may be able to do that for a couple days but after a little while it's like this is this isn't realistic yeah so it's trying to find that one thing that's doable whether it be the divine mercy or the rosary or just a decade of the rosary heck if you just wake up and say the hail mary and like that way you can just offer something up you know offer up your day then make it happen but just try to find something and don't go crazy. You don't go all in. Just like do something that's you know reasonable that you can do and and make a habit out of. And because you know, that one good. thing goes such a long way, right? Yeah, when you're really all in is. on that one thing, yeah, like yeah. I was mentioning, it just creates that mindset to be open to whatever mm-hmm. it is that the Lord might be guiding you in that yeah. day. No, so exactly. if you find that one thing, I think it could help kind of mm-hmm. develop even more. You yeah, know, it yeah. definitely does. One thing that I tried doing a couple of years ago 
was, have you heard of the, the Jesus prayer before? I, if you say it, I might know it. So it's just this, it's very short blurb that like, it's, it's kind of common in Eastern Catholicism, but it's, um, so it's, uh, Jesus Christ, son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Yes. Okay. I yeah, didn't know yeah, that yeah. that's what it was called. Cause mm-hmm. I say that like every day. Yeah. 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 And what, something that I heard from somebody, I forget who I was watching, probably like Matt Frad or somebody talks about how much he likes this and what he does is, is as he just breathes he says the prayer so like as he exhales he's like you know jesus christ son of the living god and then when he inhales have mercy on me a sinner and so he, he would do it so often that like it became just like when he would breathe it was like a reminder for him i keep snapping i don't know why i keep snapping um <laughs> it's that simple <laughs> yeah just, man, here we go <laughs> but um yeah, he so he would keep doing that, and he found that like while he was breathing, just during the day, he was saying the prayer. And so I tried doing that too, and I and I really enjoyed that. And the thing is, is it's like a really short thing. It's like you know, it's a, this beautiful penitential little prayer that you're just you know throwing out there. And so maybe just starting with something like that for like listeners at home. Like if you want to begin something that's not crazy, not nothing <laughs> huge, you know, just reading the whole Bible in a week or something. But like, you know, if you just want to do that, like just just close your eyes. Jesus Christ, Son of the Living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Just say it a few times and kind of bring that into the into your day, and and you got it. Definitely. So it's it's good. That's a great one. Yeah, I didn't realize that that yeah the Jesus prayer that makes sense mm-hmm. why we call that. But it I read something too, and I'm. It was the same line, like you're saying, where it was like the breath, like the way yeah. you kind of breathe, it creates like a little bit of a rhythm. Yeah. And it's just so simple to kind of carry with you throughout the day. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, That's great. So in addition to my morning prayer, the big kind of similar where cutting things out, but wanting to replace it with reading. Right. So I've been re- reading and uh, the book that I'm reading right now is The Road to Joy mm-hmm. um, by... Um, why did I just blank on his name? This is classic podcast. Put the microphone on. You can't think. <laughs> yeah. Scott Drew. Um, he's the head coach of the University of Baylor. Oh, nice. Baylor University. So they just won a national championship in 2021. Okay. Right? So I just in the beginning of the book, but I thought it was pretty meaningful and something that like, I feel like you and I can rift off of. So the position that he took of, head coach of the Baylor University mm-hmm. college basketball team. Um, he took the position in 2003. Oh. So it was right after a huge scandal, if you will, um, of the basketball team. Uh, so essentially, just really simple, but look it up if you're interested. There was a teammate murdered another teammate on the, on the team. Oh, so man. yeah, teammates are on the team. Um, and then it actually developed into the fact that the kid that was murdered the coach was actually paying him scholarship money under the table. So he wasn't technically supposed to be receiving scholarship money. Huge, big NCAA issue, obviously. You know, just so many issues. So the AD was fired, the coaching was fired, created the vacancy. So he ended up taking the position, which is one of those things. It's like, how do you kind of take that role after something like that, right? Right, right, Huge. So he was really given the task to rebuild this program and create something sustainable. And in his opening press conference, he said, I'm taking this position with the idea that we can win a national championship. And that's what I'm going to do here. So 2003, he took the position. He said that 2021, they won a national championship. So what a process, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the kind of the introduction to it, so the foreword, foreword, right, foreword Mm -hmm. was by um, Chip Gaines, right? Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yeah. So he's from Waco, Texas, which is right where Baylor is. Um, so he introduced the the book with the idea that in 2003, 
Chip and Joanna Gaines were just getting started as their whole Magnolia Farms deal, right? But they were really just getting by. But they had this belief that they could create what Magnolia Farms is today. And he kind of similar said in parallel, Scott Drew just took the position as the head coach and had that similar sort of idea of like, I have this belief that I can be a national champion or that our team can be a national championship and kind of it began their journey. So I just thought that was really neat. And a few weeks ago, actually it might've been a month at this point, Father Rob had a homily talking about what it is that's written on our heart, that Jesus has or God has these plans for us mm. that are, are written on our heart and that for us, it's kind of a matter of discerning what that is, right? Mm. And and going after that. And I thought that was so powerful. And then to read this story in the beginning of it to think about like belief. And it's like a cool reminder. And I think like kind of frame it in the sense of like, if you could say like, you have this like future in mind of yours, right? Because it's all about positive thinking. And I agree that there's a big part of success is is having the belief that you're going to do what you're going to, you're going to accomplish what you, you want to accomplish. And those things don't necessarily happen or they, I should say they can happen if you turn your belief and offer it up to God. Mm. So you create that mindset and you have the belief and just understand that if you put 100% effort into whatever it is you're doing with that belief that like God will take care of it in a sense. So yeah. it's like I've been trying to figure out what are those things that are on my heart that I can have like my belief for. And even in a simple sense of like Lent, it's like, okay, I'm cutting out excess things this Lent with the belief that by Easter Sunday, you know, I'm going to be a better person for mm. it type yeah. of deal. So it's like, I feel like that's just like a cool mindset and something for us to think about for Lent of like, it's good to think a little bit in the future and positively, like for you, you know, as you're moving through the job and getting started and it's like, what is that belief? You know, like if there is one where you can say I'm, I'm moving in like this direction and this is what I hope I can like kind of offer up to God, if you will, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I love that, man. That's, that's really great. Cause I think having that like self-efficacy and that this like belief that you can like achieve things is like such an important aspect of, of our decisions and goals and, and all the stuff that we, you know, that we're trying to achieve in, in this world. But then for us as, as, as Christians, for us as Catholics, like having the Lord on our side is like he can do anything, exactly. you know, yep. and, he, and he does. And so, and we're told, you know, we want to achieve what he longs for, like thy will be done, right? Like we want what, what he wants. And so like, I think oftentimes when that lines up, like everything just falls into place, you know? And so because of that, we, we really should believe in ourselves and, and especially in the Lord, especially if we're living for him and for his will, like then the, that, that road to joy, like that's the destination is that joy. You know, Definitely. It really is. Yeah. And I can think about that. So yeah, where, where I am now, you know, with this, this job and all this stuff and, and ultimately that's what the destination is. Like I want, I want joy and I want heaven for my, for my household. And so every decision that I've been making recently is like, I just want to lean into the Lord and I want to do what he longs for me to do. Right. Cause, cause before this, you know, I have a, degree in music, you know, and I always wanted to do things with music and, and that's always been my heart being a producer or whatever teacher, all that. But I just found that like, in order to achieve what the Lord wants for me, I have to lay my life down. You know, I have to, I have to, the whole concept of sacrifice, you know, bring it into Lent. Like it's, it's, it's something that we don't 
naturally want to do as Americans. You know, we, we, want, <laughs> we want comfort. We want like the happiness and in, in, in this little shallow happiness and kind of this peace that we get from, from comfort. But the reality is, is like we gotta we gotta sacrifice a little bit. We gotta fast, you know. We gotta do things that we're a little a little bit uncomfortable with. And so, um, yeah, when you lean into the Lord, like that's gonna happen. Like there's gonna be some moments where you're like, you gotta sacrifice for me. Like you gotta you gotta lay something down at the altar. And that's one of those things that I've I've discovered is like, no, I'm gonna I'm just gonna get a jobby job, you know. <laughs> I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do something that you know maybe I'm not 100 percent into, but I'll I'll enjoy it and I'm gonna give it to the Lord and. And it's his will since I got it. And I've been asking for his will for a long time. Exactly. And so I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. And then just being okay with it, seeking the Lord in the midst of it. And then that's when the joy comes. Definitely. You know, it's when that, that will and your relinquish of your will, but and, you know, longing for his will kind of line up. So, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But, and I also think too, there's an ability to trust the process in yeah, a sense. Yeah. Because I, like talking about like what's kind of written on our heart and like our desires, right? Like, I still feel when I think about like my belief and like my goal, like I still have a desire and a goal to with sports, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's my passion. That's what I think is written on my heart right. when it comes down to it. And, and it's pro- it's a lot deeper than that. And obviously like sports is a simple way to say it, but I just enjoy everything that sports is when it comes to, you know, a team and, you know, just physical, I like, what's the word recreation, things like that, yeah, right? Sports. Yeah, sure. So to me, that's always my belief. Like I'm, that's the way that I'm supposed to like fully honor God is mm. through sports. Yeah, right. Yeah. But right now my job is not sports related at yeah, all. Right. But what I'm trying to continue to, to keep through the process of like, this is a part of the process, whatever this is right now for my, with work and like, I'm learning things that I think ultimately I, I, I hope I'll be able to apply to something when yeah, it comes down yeah. to like sports and that belief. So like, I never want to give up that belief. And like somewhere for you, like music, it's like, yeah, I'm never giving it up. Exactly. Know, it's but be this there. is like a part of the process and whatever it is that like we're picking up along the way will yeah. ultimately like be applied to that passion. That no, God exactly. A hundred percent. And I think for me too, realizing that like, you have your vocation, right? Like what you should be doing as husband and father yes. and like how to serve that the best way that you can. And then you also have Ryan, you have Josh, you know, you have this individual who's a part of that vocation, but in the same token, it's like, well, you also have been given things like your gifts and passions and all that stuff, which are intended to be kind of for you to enjoy stuff in the world, but then also give it back to the Lord, you know, in the midst of that. And I think for me, for the longest time, I've kind of, been combining those two things like to the point where like my vocation is my passion for stuff and for passion for music so like i need to to make this work when in reality it was like no i have to serve my my wife and my family first and then i'm going to give the lord the music stuff as opposed to trying to like forge my own path and like this is what i'm going to do with the stuff i've been given for me but now it's like well no i'm going to give it back to the lord as as a you know with having that so like the, the Lord gives us that something, that something, something we're passionate about that we, that we love deeply. And we're not supposed to throw that away because we've been given that love. Like you love sports, you love the recreation aspect of it, you know? And so we have to find a way to like give it back to him in the midst of that, you know? And so obviously we enjoy it here, but then also kind of giving it to him is kind of where we find that joy. Like the moment that I was ma- trying to make music for myself and for my own 
person, I found that like it was cool to do and I enjoyed it, but like there was kind of an emptiness there. But you know, when I play mass on Sunday or when Claire and I do a holy hour, it's like that is for the Lord. And the amount of joy and peace and love that come from those moments is unmatched in anything else I've ever done. Definitely. You know, or, or making music for the church or having the Christmas album. Like, yeah. like that's, that's, that's what it's meant for. And that's where the joy and, and the peace and all that kind of exactly. come, come flooding in. So I think, yeah, being able to find that, like how can I use this thing for its proper end and for, and for the goodness is like a challenge, but... I think that's that's what we're intended, you know. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like the the parable of the talents, you know, like yeah. our passions and our talents, our gifts, like are used to to be given back to God. But yeah. like you said, it's not until you really surrender what it is that you are doing to the Lord that mm-hmm. I feel like those talents and those gifts start to really take off. Yeah, you're exactly. Like, and I think it doesn't necessarily mean, especially for something like sports or recreation, it's not like you're just like doing things like you're like running around. For God or something, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's like it's like finding the goodness within those things and saying like I'm gonna pull like through this exercise I'm, I'm or or like a intermittent like a oh, what's the word inner intermittent fasting like no 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 like the sports that you do the inner what is it called intramurals and like intramural yeah, sports there you go where you get like community and all this stuff like yes. like the friendships that you form from that stuff like all that's good like you find the 100%. good stuff and all that which then kind of you've discovered God in the midst of that. So. Exactly. Yeah. That's my true passion and belief. Like there is a way to create some community aspect, especially when it comes to just, I think the best communities are around sports and athletics. I think there's so much that you uh, can create out of yeah, that. Yeah. And there's so much parallels with a sports community and faith. And I feel like if you can find a way to allow that to be mixed in with the church and that community, like mm-hmm. man, good things can really happen. hundred um, percent. Yeah. But yeah, there there is always a way to honor God through the things that you enjoy and that you love. And it's it's not necessarily like surrendering or giving up the fact that it's like, I'll never ever have a job in sports, but it's more about the idea right. of like where I'm at in my life right now will hopefully end up being applied to that potential job that could involve sports. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. And just to trust, you know, trust, exactly, trust in the process and and trust that his will is pointing you in that direction. I mean, we've been given these gifts for a purpose, you know. We've been like I've been given this lo- intense love for music for a reason. And so just learning like how how do I glorify him in the midst of that? Like for anyone that's kind of struggling through different things too, like a nice reminder of like just have that positive belief, you know, like yep. to feel like man, I'm not cuz I know that feeling. Like I feel like I've been there where it was just I looked at my work that I was doing, I'm like why am I doing this? Like, this doesn't feel fulfilling. Like, am I really applying this to anything that's meaningful? But realizing now, as I look back, I'm like, I was learning so many things that I'm now applying to my job now where I feel fulfillment too. Right. And it's always just, just trust in it. Like even when things are, are low, like you don't feel like you're doing anything meaningful. Like you are right. Like God's redeeming it. God's a part of it and allow that process to, to play out. Because one day you look back and be like, man, this was so important to where I am now. Exactly. And I think of one perfect example of that is like, so in school, I had to do kind of more of like an um, uh, intellectual style of guitar playing because from, from my major in, uh, in college. And so I had to learn this like style of playing. It was called classical guitar. And so it was like finger picking. I had to grow these like gross nails and like uh, <laughs> it was really, you know, not something I was really interested in doing. I had to play Bach and like all these really old stuff. And I remember talking to my instructor who was 
who was a Christian. He wasn't Catholic, but he was Christian. And so it was nice. I had a really good relationship with, with, with my professor, my guitar instructor. And we would talk about this sometimes. I'd be like, listen, like, I'm, I'm not passionate about Bach. You know, I'm not, I don't want to play these like things. And he, he said something to me that just stuck with me forever. I was like, listen, like, it doesn't need to glorify God over, like overt, explicitly for it to glorify God. Just give what you're doing to the Lord, offer it up, make it, you know, give it to him. You're doing it for him. And then all of a sudden you've like blessed and you've, you've, you know, made something beautiful out of, you know, something that isn't explicitly Christian. And that just stuck with me. I was like, yeah, okay. All right. I guess I can appreciate that. And like, so then I, I brought that into my playing while I'm doing these weird Bach concertos <laughs> on G minor on the, you know, nylon string. I was like, okay, this is for you, Lord. This is for you. I don't know why I'm doing this, but this is for you, Lord. <laughs> and it really helped put everything in that perspective. That's like, a great you know, mindset for sure. Yeah, like yeah. whatever it is that you're doing, just give a hundred percent to it and just yeah. let the Lord kind of do his work, right? Exactly. All good things. Just bring them into your day. Bring them into the stuff that, that the, the, the mundane, the monotony, like let them, let them in, break through to all that. And then, uh, and you'll, you'll see what comes. So awesome. The joy and peace. Definitely. Yeah. I, I think for us just with Lent, like it's a great kind of okay. reminder as well too, yeah. like to have yeah. this just positive belief as we're moving through Lent and, you know, let, the Lord kind of shape whatever it is that you're doing and through the sacrifice or the, the difficulties, like there's positive that's always going to come out of it for exactly, sure. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, going to have a good Lent this year. I'm excited about it. Exactly. Yeah. Good. Me too. I'm trying my best to keep that like, this is why I'm doing it type of mindset, you know, yeah. cause like you can get through or you can kind of get into the middle of it. I always feel like it's in the middle is like the perfect time. Cause then it's like, I find myself always starting to trip a little bit because you kind of just forget what the goal, whole goal of this is, yeah, right? In the beginning, yeah. like, it's easy. You're like, oh, this is Lent. Like, I'm going to have this great goal or mindset. But as you're doing it in a while, it's like, I can kind of shave this corner, cut this corner and stuff. So I'm, I'm hoping I can stay true to it just with the same mindset of, like, I'm trying to create, like, a real positive routine yeah. that extends way beyond Lent. You know, exactly. it's not just this 40-day sacrifice that I got to grit and bear it, you know? Right, like, right. Let's create something sustainable. Exactly. Love it, man. Love it. All right. Cool. Here, here we go. Good stuff. So it's another episode. Um, I guess we'll be back full, the full squad next week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Appreciate so, everyone listening. Yeah, so, so like and comment. You know, hit that subscribe button if you appreciate the content. And uh, share it with people. Check us out on Spotify. Um, if you're not listening to us, we have podcasts there. And um, yeah, just thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate all the interactions. And uh been awesome just appreciate all the support so thanks guys see you next week